Hi guys, it's Sherman. Hey everyone, it's Ricky. Alright man, so what have you been up to? Um, today, not really anything. It's just been like, kind of just like wake up, have coffee, I guess make the rounds on social media. Um, earlier today I watched like the highlight clips of like LGBTQ uh, web, web series. Mm-hmm. It's the ones that, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like, G-Status or like Love, or, uh, Chasing Reality series on YouTube. Uh, it's Chasing Atlanta, Chasing Dallas, uh, Chasing LA, but those kind of like reality TV fights, you know, I'm really obsessed with that, but... You're obsessed with drama is what you're saying. Yes, I'm obsessed with like that whole drama YouTube series, queer series, like you didn't really grow up watching that, I feel like a lot of it was like... Basketball Wives, Love and Hip Hop, Bad Girls Club. It was never like a male, I guess, queer-centric like world, LGBTQ world, you know, where it's like, we're going to represent queer characters, reality characters. You never really saw that, I guess, growing up watching reality TV, except it was like, you know, every now and then there'd be like, we talked about the stereotypes. It's like the stylist, like the gay friend, and like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, girl, slay, you look so good. But I mean, not that we don't do that in our world, but... It's, you know, it's our world, you know? It's not, like, a gag. It's weird, because when you say that, I think back to, like, how... I feel like the YouTube that... Because I watch Chasing Dallas and Atlanta and all of those shows I mean, because like you. Yeah. yeah, because they're, they're hilarious. But you have to think about it. I guess reality TV for, like, straight culture and everything, like Bad Girls Club right. and stuff, it's almost like we switch. Because, like think about it they don't do that anymore any violence any type of like crazy argument of bullying on mainstream media you're in trouble yeah you get canceled or your show won't even promote it they don't they won't promote it on even on their youtube where they can put anything out there like the 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 clips are they'll get they'll get edited out you know yeah it doesn't make any sense to me because that's what drew people to the shows in the first place this drama this like I mean violence, but like they, it is a set, and even the people around there are actors. When you would see like the um, the uh, close up of the people surrounded them, it's like that is literally an LA actor who got hired for this set because they're in a club and there's like twenty five people there for someone's VIP grand opening. Like it's not really what you would expect. Some scenes aren't. You, you definitely know which scenes aren't, but majority of the time they're like we're gonna set this up. And like they've said before, like I've seen a lot of the cast interviews and like go behind the scenes you know with them on YouTube or Instagram or whatever and they'll they'll be like oh yeah it was all fake and that scene was really three hours and we had to stop the scene we had to cut and we had to go back and she didn't really want to be there but you know oh yeah definitely I mean it's weird I think it's interesting it's like a little swap switch because now the gate community now that we're creating our own content people being entrepreneurs as they being like messy. I mean it's like really being messy because like these shows are generally generally 99.9% of the time messy and they're not there's not really character growth and it's just like we it'll be like well you looked at me at your party wrong and well Lauren like, I felt like Lauren from Chasing uh, what, what was she uh, on Dallas Chasing uh, Atlanta. Atlanta yeah like she I mean cause now she's trans right. and she's transitioned and then like her like she looks different cause like you can see the surgery that right. she's had no, you know no shade to her I think she looks beautiful but I'm just saying like she looks different than when you saw her on season in the one. beginning no absolutely but even then I guess it's that person like damaged person because slowly slowly as we saw the show progress from season one to season five mm-hmm. um, season four I mean um, 
she kind of got more drawn, subdued and like she was becoming her own woman home person her own like she was battling all her demons on the show clearly yeah you know she would get in fights on season one get in fights on season two get in fights at the reunion but now she's more like I'm not gonna film every episode because I have things going on and I don't yeah. really want to that to be my character I don't want to attach myself to that because now we I don't think we would see Lauren fight yeah no, no it would yeah. be an argument or it would you know it wouldn't be like I'm but she like now she's completely like I'm not about that drama right. like she wouldn't even be in certain scenes like mm-hmm. in season 3 cause she was just kind of like eh you know I'm not right. gonna entertain that you know even though she was the show like she that's why she has her own spinoff series you know yeah. cause she was the show she is the show like it, Lauren kind of put chasing reality on that okay so you've been watching a lot of YouTube a lot of you know dates nothing else is going on not really dates no I mean I don't I, yeah dating world is kind of weird I don't know Mm, okay, so I all mean, Ricky is saying he's still single for any of the guys. Yes, if anyone's listening and they want to date, hit me up. Hit you up at where? How do you hit you up? Um, Instagram, what Ricky thinks. That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> okay, so now, you know, I'm I'm not going to say that. We're not going to go there. Yeah. But, you know. I know I've been seeing, like, I've, I've been, so I've recently, I've been on TikTok more. Mm-hmm. I don't like to get sucked in. I feel like the longest time I've been on there's like 30 minutes. I feel like people have been, people would love to be on TikTok and just watch videos and watch stuff. But there was this one YouTube, uh, TikToker that I watched and he was basically just going in on the gay community and like, was guys, he gay though? Yes, he's gay. Of course, oh, yeah. I didn't course, know if he was yeah, like yeah. straight to talk no. or say something or. But he was just going in on like, we're obsessed with the drug culture, hookup culture, drinking culture in the community and everyone's like not really on each other's side and I was like, he's telling the truth. Like, there's so many things that he was saying that I was like, I totally relate to it. You know, a lot of the fact, even the fact that, like, even we can relate it to the, you know, our earlier conversation about the TV shows. Why are the gays always fighting? Why is it? He said this one thing where I said, damn, that's true. Uh, He said, whenever we see a couple, a gay couple, like, on a social media, some, like, in the comments, it'll be like, oh, gross, I want to kill myself now. Like, not and that not from a bad place because obviously it's coming from gay men too. But it's like no one's genuinely happy when they see another gay couple. They're like, oh fuck, what about me? Yeah. You know, it's not like oh yes, this is what we're fighting for. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's more like and it's like the envy becomes like the envy can become. I feel like or can can become and can lead some men to be like oh fuck, you know. Well, I mean, I look at it like this: the gay community. When it comes to anything surrounding our community, dating. Especially in the younger crowd, because I feel like a lot of young people are on TikTok, and right. they they have this miss, they have this miss this very, this very like toxic view of what a relationship is. Right. You know, you see, you like you said, we saw Ethan. You know, in his relationship, they were together for so many years, and it was like a thing that you watch. Right. Like now, it's just kind of like, oh, relationships are toxic. You don't want to be in one. You want to be single, have fun, be a whore, do right. all of that stuff, and it's like. I mean, listen, I know someone, not saying any names, I know someone that's 32 years old, um, and he is living his own life, doing his own thing, but, like, he, I'm, I don't slut shame or say it's wrong being, like, being, do you, be you, whatever, but, like, he's just very into just, like, oh, I'm gonna be with this person, I'm gonna be with this person, you know, and he has, goes back to his own home that he only does his own thing, but, like, you know, I get it. Some people don't want, like, monogamy. Some people right. don't want to settle down. But the gay community's particular view of settling down in a monogamous relationship, like, you don't have to be monogamous. You can be polyamorous. You can have so many... There's so many different views of a relationship. But we try to force 
the heterosexual idea of a relationship because we now have marriage we want to try to force their rules and stuff on us true and that was another social media um a tiktok video that i saw that i that i seen and basically the guy was like when you're dl not he didn't say dl he said when you're a top but you, all you want to do is twerk to megan the stallion and the girl and the girl you know clock cl- uh, you know jumped in the video which she like you know i don't know what's it, what's it called whenever they uh what is it um when you react to someone's video what's it called it's just a reaction video which right? i guess it's just a rea- i feel like there's a name for it but it like, might be uh do it she do it oh, okay. she do it in the video and then was like why are we placing like their standards of what men and what even like no one's i mean i've always think i think it's interesting that we grow up be I, we grow up being shunned for being feminine for being you know what i'm saying in the closet liking other men and this is two gay men talking about what it's like to be gay you know that's what that's my perspective mm-hmm. and to kind of like co- come out and then come into the world and you're expected to once again follow those strict rules and norms and you like the guy was saying in the video he said when all you want when you're top and you all you want to do is rap or shake your ass to Megan Thee Stallion who said you couldn't like what where in um, who are we're attracted to means that if you're a top you cannot sing a song rap a song twerk her ass doesn't mean that you you know what i'm saying if you don't like being sexually penetrated you don't like it you know do you understand what, what, I know, what i'm I saying like that idea of femininity meaning you like to get fucked i don't believe it's true and i'm sorry if I, you know no. but it's like you know uh it's kind of it's oh, it's 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 toxic masculinity it's just like you we like men why and we and that's really the, like the world will not i mean I tr- true acceptance, you know what I'm saying? It has to be an acceptance within ourselves. Like our world is, is created by us. We have we set these rules, we set these boundaries. I mean, I don't think that. So we were at Halloween at Chemistry. This is where I'm in like how like that where that video kind of like I related to it. And uh, we were at we were at Chemistry on Halloween, and this guy, you know what I'm saying? He's like a little bit more masculine. I am a little bit more masculine also, but it's like he he said. Well, he didn't say anything. He just started rapping Megan Thee Stallion. And I was like, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it doesn't fucking matter. Do you, do, be you, like, it's, I feel like th- that we place so many restrictions on what masculine is, masculine is, what feminine is. Just be who you are and like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's weird. I feel like that, once again, we're just placing too much focus on what the straight world had said you know or the straight rules the straight norms the straight whatever like that's not our world we don't belong in it that's why we came out that's why we had to come out that's why there is a queer world i mean look at it like this this is what i say to all of you all of this stuff you said i completely agree with but i also like when we were in chemistry that night and we were at the club like i looked at like you see two feminine guys together and they're just like, oh and you'll hear people say this two bottoms what are they gonna do together? right just because someone's feminine doesn't mean they're a bottom you know, Absolutely. That, that, like, I, I dress up in drag. It's about what you like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I dress up in drag and it doesn't mean anything. And this goes back to what I was saying. We're taking heterosexual norms that they try to, oh, right. someone has to be a man, someone has to be a woman, someone We're has to play a role. men in this relationship. And they just feel like, oh, we have to, like, conform to this or you have to be this because you act this way. And that's not true. And I know a lot of gay people know that that's not true. A lot right. of queer people know that that's not true. And, like, the queer community has always been acceptance of people of all of the spectrum, you know, queer or different. 
And I just feel like we don't have to put ourselves in the box that heterosexual people have put themselves in. Because listen, they've been following that standard since yeah. the dawn of time. And, and we don't fit into any of and that. And going, I guess you talked about it before, but monogamy, like I see so many, like, I did specifically, like, maybe it isn't just gender specific to women, but like women will post all these things, like, where's my man gonna come? Like, if, if he cheats with someone, he's like, I cannot, I mean, I guess I'm having a hard time imagining, like, not letting someone just be in like if it's weird it's just a really weird thing to like monogamy I feel like sometimes I mean it's it's weird like I always believed in monogamy because I was it was raised in a right. Christian community where I grew up it was kind of like thrown on you and forced on you and it was just kind of like hey you be with one person and that person is a soulmate for life and I don't I mean clearly I don't believe that I believe that People say the right person at the right time, but let me tell you something. As humans, we change, we evolve. You're not the same person you were five years ago. You might have similar characteristics, you might do the same things, same food, but your core values might stay the same, but you change over time. And if you're not, if you're with someone in a monogamous relationship, polyamorous relationship, whatever type of relationship you're in, the key to it is communication because if you don't talk to the person and y'all don't know how you're evolving, so you're you're on a date with your significant other and y'all don't talk, and then three years later it's like, Sorry. and it's like, um, and it's like, oh yeah, um, you don't like shrimp anymore, right? Like you know, if you don't know Ooh. when you're like, yeah, it, you should know certain things about your significant other, whether it's one or two or right. three or y'all are just friends with benefits. You know, communication is key. And it also kind of trickles down into sex in general. If you don't communicate, people just assume sex is something you should do and it should click and work. But it's not entirely Yeah, true. no, and I feel like that in the gay world also, it's like there for sure have, are things that I've wanted to do in the bedroom that I for sure I feel like haven't really done. But I feel like it always has to do with, like, communication, you know? Yeah, you should be able to talk to your Yeah, and things. it should like, be hey, very interested. normal. Interested in this, do you want to do this? Or, like, nothing should be, like, no one should ever be kink Listen, the moment that you're scared I'm going to talk to people who are listening if they are listening if the moment that you are scared to ask your significant other about something in the bedroom or something you're interested in like you're legit scared you don't even want to approach them you're just like you know what I'm just going to keep this to myself right nine times out of ten people this is not a statistic this is this is Sherman's statistics at this point it's like people usually cheat because there is a secret that they have inside of them or something they want to do that they don't feel like a significant other or interested or they're they're ashamed they're ashamed about it so they're just like i'm not going to talk about this i'm not going to do this and then what ended up happening is you just suppress it you hold it in and then up along comes becky or raul who's just like hey we're friends i'm totally into that too or you know y'all just kind of click and y'all have a conversation and then you're like wow they're into this i'm into this you go looking other places as opposed to looking inward, not talking about in yourself, but to just the person you're talking right. to. If you want to 69, which is very basic in the gay community, yeah. but you know, if you want to do that, like I feel so bad for the heterosexual community where women are like, I want to do butt play right. with my man, or I want to do something. And the guys are just like, I don't want to do that. That's gay. No, it's not. A, a woman literally wants to eat your like, you know what I'm saying? Your cookie and you don't want it. Like, it's a woman doing that to you. Yeah, like, like it's literally a wim- woman doing that to you. Like, you don't even, you don't even know our world, first of all. Some people don't even like mm-hmm. rim- being written. So, you know, I mean, it, people are people. 
Yeah. Not everyone has the same fetish kink, like things that get them off. But it, I mean, it, we are like these insignificant beings, like floating in, on a damn rock, you know? Like, I, not to be so whatever, but. Nine times out of ten, I gotta stop saying these statistics that are <laughs> internal to me. But like, every time. Like, I've spoken with family members, and they've just been like, oh, I do this and I do that. And, like, I commend them because I'm just like, hey, listen, it's your body. Right. What's between you and your partner and whoever you're with, then that's between you. Explore those things. Don't be scared. And I'm sorry, but not most of the times when men are scared to do something with their wives or significant others that they've been with for a while, it's because they have insecurities in themselves. Right. And that's not a reflection on her or him who wants to try those things. It's just like you're insecure. And if you're insecure, you need to do research. It's called educating yourself. You educate yourself so you know how to do something right and how to do something wrong. You know how many times I've gotten a phone call from a particular family member? I ain't saying no names. Will call me and be like, hey, what kind of lube do you use for anal play? And I'm just like, okay, I'll tell you. But like the experience is different from a man than it is a woman. Just based on certain things now you know the male g spot is located back there but at the same time you know a woman can find pleasure in it too on a certain level but it's different for a man but you want to do these things you need to treat the scenario like she is a virgin and it's her first time you cannot or him like you can't just rush into it because you're horny and Anyway, people need to educate themselves. All right. I'm just trying to say is if you want to do something and if you're scared and you don't know what you want to do, research it. There's nothing wrong with researching it. And by now, everybody got a smartphone, so it's your problem. Yeah, no, everything, all up. the information's out there. You just got to want to know it. Yeah, so I just don't like the fact that heterosexual norms are being pushed into queer culture and yeah. just gay LGBTQIA+. Plus culture and stuff like I just don't well even then like I just heard like not I I, I knew of Stonewall and of course I got the details but like and one of my favorite podcasts went kind of like an in-depth like what happened on the night of Stonewall and at Stonewall you, you couldn't go inside if you weren't visibly queer whatever that means you know mm-hmm. so there was I mean even that was kind of like I mean would we be allowed at Stonewall if we were at the people and they looked at us I don't think so yeah, they probably, like who are these undercover? Just based like, on our appearance, yeah, just and just based on your on our, on our appearance. I don't know what. I mean, it's funny how things have changed from 1969 to now. Yeah, and like you, you know, you know. Listen, this is crazy because I. This is something that is very interesting to me, and it's just how social media and just the media in general tries to rush for that next big story. That time seems to fly, but we can't act like. That, like, I think I told you just the other day, like, Rosa Parks died in, like, 2005. So, like, we can't, like, she was, like, she was the lady who was denied to be able to sit in the front right. of a bus. Like, we try to make it, the media makes things go by so fast, technology makes things go by so fast, and we love instant gratification that we seem to forget that we try to act like that. So, it's been a thousand years since slavery. No, right. no, no, no. Like, you know. And even, even, like, yeah, like. Things don't things don't change overnight. Things yeah. get reformulated. Like once laws are passed, it was like, well, this is illegal now. What other way can we make this thing that we still believe in racism exist? And we're mm-hmm. gonna what deny them access to live in certain parts of the country. We're gonna you know build our own neighborhoods and say this is these are the suburbs and y'all can't come over here and, and like you know destroy historic towns in Greensboro. You know like and destroy historic black towns all over the country. Like. 
Black Wall Street, you know, but even then that's before, but we're going to recode it, you know, recode yeah. racism, or, you know, recode the things, but... I think it just goes back to what I, what I want to promote or what I want to say in general is just like, if there's something you're interested in, it's something you stand for, like, queer culture and like taking heterosexual norms and trying to force them into queer culture, it will not work. It's like taking a square and trying to put it into, yeah. you know, a circle or a circle, like, you know, anything. And you have to just tell yourself, like, you know, I want to make this my own, mm-hmm. right? Like, acknowledge the past, the people who came before us. Yeah. But also keep in mind that that was the whole thing. Queer people... You know, Stonewall and all that stuff was just like, we're going to represent who we are. We're different. We wear, I wear heels. I wear makeup. Why are you so scared of that? It has nothing to do with you. But because right. you see it, you're entitled to stand up and say something. Because what? You're bothered by it? That's internal. Homophobia. Yeah, but it, it's an internal struggle with you. If you yeah. look at someone and you have a problem... Oh, you're talking about someone else. See. Yeah, someone like straight else. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, if you see someone and you have a problem with them, that's oh, something no, something in bur- bubbling and... What, yeah, it's something, in, yeah. I mean, I don't think I have a problem. I mean, I, I only get that when I see people wearing Crocs. <laughs> like, I see Crocs, so I'm just like, oh, I can't believe it. Or people's obsession with 1776, like, oh, God, get over yourself. Like, get over yourself. Like, I saw that the other, the other day at work, and I'm like, you're disgusting. But, yeah. But I don't go out my way to, like, be like, oh, my God, no, that's not true. I have my second job. You know, I will see someone wearing Crocs and I'll call them over to me because I work the dressing room. Right. And I'll just be like, hey. Um, and they're usually with a friend. And I'm just like, hey, um, this is your friend, right? You love them. You care about <laughs> them. Why would you let them walk outside in Crocs? In Crocs. And it's like, they're comfortable. And like, I have nothing against Crocs. I've never worn a pair. I'm sure they are comfortable. But like, I see them. And well, I'm just like, oh. well, th- Yeah, well, I, there was a grown man. I'm not trying to be ageist either. He was like 36. And he was wearing the, the Crocs with like the little um, charms in them. And I'm oh. like, that is a little, come on. You know what I'm saying? Crocs with the charms in them at 36? It's a little like, why? But I mean, he can do what he wants. He can do what he wants, but it's just like, really? Well, we can't be, we can't, like, again. Like I said, I wasn't being ageist, I was just like, it's a little funny. I mean, I see people all the time, but I don't, like, it's their life. It's not my problem. Yeah. I just like, oh, okay, I don't like this. But at the same time, it's maybe, maybe I'm being a little judgy, like, whatever. I'm not saying that it's like, he's wrong, or he shouldn't do it, but like, it was just a little, oh, okay. It's not your cup of tea. Yeah, I guess that's right. You know, yeah. you didn't think it was cute. But, I mean, oh my god. Cause I well I like I wear Crocs but like not the ones with the holes in them but like I would wear them if, maybe you know you know what? maybe we should just buy some Crocs one day and Absolutely just like not. do a podcast in Crocs not. and see what it feels like and we'll give our honest review and opinions I mean no one cares but like right. it's just for our sake let's move on okay right. <laughs> let's move on because we just spent time talking about Crocs. a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> um what have I been up to huh. I don't know. I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up, so, like, I'm going to go see my family. Yeah. Um, I've been working, and, um, yeah, I, I don't really do much. I work and play video games. That's it. I need to buy me a gaming system. You play Smash Brothers when we have, like, we have a Smash Brothers, like, gathering with Mario Party. I know the last game I played was Kingdom Hearts 3. No, yes, 3. And that was in 2019. Like, the last game I played and beat was Kingdom Hearts in 2019. And I beat it in a week and a half. 
obviously it didn't get the full immersive experience because you can't really delve into a game for an hour, a week and a half. But I just wanted to beat it just to know if I, I just wanted to beat it so I knew where the, the story was ending or, you know, to fill in all the gaps because I had waited for it for since 2013. But, hmm. and especially now since there's like another episode added to the game, so I got I got I got to go back in and beat it on critical this time. But yeah, that's my favorite video game series, Kingdom Hearts. Well, I don't know. Oh, but also like I would say like, like Kingdom Hearts like we just kind of like. I would say Kingdom Hearts is, I would say like kind of like Sora and that story of Kingdom Hearts is like my queer like icon. I would say I feel like a lot of queer people love Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so we're gonna move on to like just queer icons in general. That kind you you said in video games. So, but is Sora queer? What is Sora? Well, Sora's not queer, but I mean I feel like Sora was just like this iconic like. Did he have a love interest in the video Kyrie. game? Kyrie? Kyrie. Oh, like, okay. I'm not saying that he is queer. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'm saying. But, oh, I feel okay. like but you related to him. The, the, I mean, yes. And even then, I feel like the world was so colorful and you'd go to Disney. And once again, not saying that Disney's queer specific or whatever, but it was very much more not as intense as like a... Final Fantasy or the other stuff that Square was creating at that time. Well, that's interesting because Final Fantasy VII would I is I guess I would say would be my queer or video game that I connect. What was the first? I want to hear this because I don't. Yeah. You don't get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Well, actually, I do. So go ahead. So Squall. I, I related to Squall because well, that's that's eight. Well, did I say seven, seven. or eight? Oh no, not seven. Okay. I do not care about seven. I'm sorry. I'm I like eight. seven. I'm at eight. Is eight was because Squall was very introverted at the beginning of the game. Very it was very flase da, very right. few words. Didn't want to talk to nobody. Didn't really care about people. He just wanted to get the mission of and move on. With right. Life. And he was scarred from like you know mm-hmm. just being a child growing up in this area where it was just like constantly trained soldier from childbirth or whatever. Right. So I just felt like I kind of felt like I was scarred in my life and. He was just quiet into himself. And that was right around the time that I got outed by the, like, pastor yeah. scenario. So, like, I would, I kind of went introverted and mm-hmm. stopped talking and kind of stayed to myself and was trying to figure myself out. And I felt like when I played the game, I saw that with, like, him. He was trying to figure himself out. And then Renoah came up and just kind of, like, pulled it pulled up. Pulled him out. Yeah, pulled yeah. him out of all of it. And I didn't have anybody to pull me out of it. But through the video game, I kind of was like, you know what? Right. I think I can... I think... I, I think... I'm Squall, and I haven't found my Renoa, but I want to find him, him at some point. Right. But at the time, I hadn't even, like, came to terms with the fact that I was attracted to me, and I was very asexual and not even thinking about any of this. Well, I just love the idea of video, video games that, like, you can just... I mean, even I mean then, that you can just, like... Well, even then and now, but, like, you, since I haven't done it in a while, um, played games, video games, um, you can just find yourself in that world and you would belong there and then there was no way, like you everybody was welcome there you know that's why I love video video games so much especially those games where it's like you create all these paths and all these choices and you customize Fyra with your strength and here and everything and you can just become this like ultimate character you know yeah, well, you know that actually is pretty symbolic to the queer lifestyle. Like, yeah. you, you do have to build yourself up, find attributes and characteristics. I mean, I guess you could say that about any human being, but especially in the queer community yeah. where you're raised in, like, a heterosexual 
like world where it's just kind of like okay you don't fit in here you feel different from birth you mm-hmm. just like i feel different so like how do i do this and in the video games they're just like i'm different it might not be about sexuality right. but they're different like in this storyline and then you like you said you build you level up you become what you want to become and you like equip the spells equip the summons the gfs from yeah. final fantasy 8 for sure final fantasy 8 is i hold it dear to my heart too yeah i do based on what Based on the fact that like I I I I bought that game at least like three times growing up, because mm. it would get lost, get broken, yeah. get scratched. You know what I'm saying? Even now, like I have a brand new copy at home. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I have it digitally only though, and I replayed it, and I got to the point where like I got to Ultimacia, like while I was at her castle, right, right and going and fire, and I was like, I'm not gonna beat this game because I don't want. I to made be in. the mistake one time, and that was like one of my best saves, like back in like I don't remember 2011. Obviously, just replaying it. But I like I had never gone to Ultimicia's castle, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, let me just continue the game. And I, I think it was Pandora's box, a big huge square that's like floating around uh, Earth or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I go inside. And once you go inside, there's no way out. Oh you, yeah. Once scared. you go inside, you're going to onto the fourth disc. Yeah. So I had like I still didn't have all the summons, so I'm like going in like halfway <laughs> equipped, like missing four summons. Like, oh, this is bullshit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, like, oh, in Final Fantasy VIII, there were so many scenarios where I just, like, hated, like, oh my god, the, uh, what, what was it, the, uh, killing all the Marlboros? Yeah, no, the Marlboros were, were, oh, I hated the Marlboros. And then what, what are the little green, Toneberries? Toneberries, oh, those, yep. those little bastards, they're these little green sluggish things. Yeah, <laughs> with huge <laughs> knives. Yes, they have knives and they're like small and you're like oh I can kill this no problem their health is through the roof beyond 9,199 and then they, they don't attack you at all they, they just, just slowly walk, toward walk you. towards you and when they get to the character they're walking Walk towards you, you instantly die <laughs> like who came up with this character right. and why like I was so pissed but for sure I feel like Tom Berries and Marlboros are like iconic oh. uh, Final Fantasy characters that like no one likes and then Cactuars even Cactuars oh my god yeah they would hit you with those Yeah, and dead. Yeah, it was crazy. And he had to fight the big one um, on the island. Yep, he had like a crown on his head. Yeah, he did. And you you had to kill him. And he was like this big one. And he would just throw all these needles and kill somebody instantly. And you're just like, I I can't. I I hated fighting those things. But the funny thing about Final Fantasy and what me and my brothers and us did was like, we were obsessed with like maximizing. So what my brothers would do is like, it was... It was four boys. I love and um, one console. Grinding. grinding is the funnest thing to do. In and that's what games. we would do. We would at the first on the, when the game first start, and then they let you free to go to the get effort where you're supposed yeah. to fight him. My brothers and I would take turns running on the beach, learning all of the skills, getting right. enough points to get to, for each character. Learn they need. It is harder on Final Fantasy VIII because you have to draw and draw and draw. Oh and my draw god! And draw uh, and you draw. Had, every time you had to draw mm-hmm. until you got a hundred and maxed out, and we would spend hours on that beach just drawing. grinding and drawing and getting everything we needed. But that game was just addictive, and I miss role playing games that were like turn based because right. turn based video games, unfortunately, RPGs in particular, like. They, they call it JRPGs because they were turn-based. They had deep stories. Right. Like, everything's become more Western video games right now. Like, it's just like, oh, first-person shooter. And that's the thing I hate the most. It's like, why does every RPG has to be, like, first-person shooter, yeah. first-person this? And it's just kind of like, let's go back to the days where, like, like, there was engaging stories. Like, video games were more engaging for me back then 
because like there was these long plot stories and then like I would say maybe it's not but the music that came out of these games were iconic to to this day like I've had study playlists that were specifically Final Fantasy uh, like songs that I would just study to and that for sure helped me pass a lot of my write a lot of my papers pass my tests yeah it was those it was it was it was the Final Fantasy music Final Fantasy definitely had some of the most iconic music yeah. from like Final Fantasy 8 that battle theme mu- music at the beginning with yeah. Squall and what's his name yeah, yeah. that when that was ha- when that music every until this day every, when I hear that music yeah. play I'm like where's the battle who's I fighting mean, even like, like EDS theme like that like like it's so iconic like it's yeah it's it's it, the, the music for sure like it's 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 on its own level of like top tierness for me. Oh yeah, like music that that music invokes emotion. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like if I'm going in, if I like just saying I'm not trying to get off topic, but if I'm like if I die and I'm going to be judged before God and I heard Adele idiot music, I'm like something's wrong. I'm going to hell. So like yeah. you know, something this is not good music. Like this is bad music. But, but even um, Zephyros things that like you know. Uh, yeah, amazing. So, but I was gonna say like uh, we talked about how video games inspired our not inspired but helped with our younger queer selves. Like, do you have like other movies or uh, superhero actual superheroes that kind of like helped you when you were younger that you were like, oh, I yeah, I, I identify with these people. I would say, hmm. I was like Superman. Superman. But it was mainly because he felt out of place. Like he was an alien to right. Earth. And like people always was like, oh, Superman is OP. People hated Superman because he was OP. He was so strong. He could take out anybody. Except but for what, Goku. Oh, my God. But what grounded him was his morality, his his mental morality. Right. He was raised by raised him. Yeah. yeah. Like the way his parents, like raised him was to be caring and thoughtful and you're not supposed to kill people and you're not you know not supposed right. to do this which is crazy because they never I don't know I never read all the comments for Superman but like in any of the movies or the comments that I've read it never alluded to like Martha Kent and you know her and her husband were like Christians so like okay. I'm always just kind of like whoa well also they're from the Midwest right like yeah. what else would they be but they never said like right. you listen they were born in the country. They were very southern people. You know, they would have had a Bible across right, a church that he went to religiously, but they never hinted on that. They just hinted on just being a good person. Right. Period. But I feel like that also is good because it didn't alienate an audience. Everyone knows who Superman Superman is across the world. It was that Superman is this Christian man. So that's when that's like that's why even then Superman's symbol is so known worldwide. Yeah. But Everyone knows that that's. Diamond with S in it is But that would have been crazy because, like, I think they couldn't put Superman in a scenario where he was raised by a Christian family because he literally defies everything that Christianity talks about. Like, he's an alien from a different planet. Mm -hmm. How can you raise him to be a Christian when the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth? Right. like everything is to be fruitful and humans to multiply and he's just like well I'm not human like how can this book apply to me when I'm I'm not nothing I'm none of these things you know Mm -hmm. so like 
he would have just been like, okay, Christianity's not real. Right. Like, like, I could part the Red Sea. Yeah, if anything, he would have been like, <laughs> he would have been like, I think he would have became a supervillain if right. he became, like, was like, oh, I'm a, my parents are trying to teach like, me to be a Christian. What, they're like, this is what you guys believe in? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, oh, yeah, you humans are beneath me. Right. Let's, let's just go, like, kill everybody. Right. But no, yeah, that's, and that's not, like Superman was my superhero, like mainly because, like I said, he was an alien from a different planet. He felt out of place. Right. You know, he had to always hide himself, quote unquote, the queer culture. Mm-hmm. Like you, to a certain extent, you do always hide yourself. I know it's different nowadays. People, kids come out in the womb announcing they're gay. Right. But when I was growing up, and that was not the case. You, Going you back to the idea of you saying like how things haven't evolved so as quickly as we like to think they are, you know. Yeah. But it's good that we had you had that, you know. So who is your superhero? So I mean, I feel like it. Um, I feel like Peter Parker a little bit, especially nineteen ninety four. Um, Fo- was it? I think Fox. I don't know. Nineteen ninety four Spider Man. That to me is like one of the most iconic um, series. They had everyone. They had Captain America. They had um, the Vampire Guy. What's his name? Morbius. Mor- well, they had Blade. They had and Morbius. Morbius, Morbius, Morbius too. They had. I mean, they had everyone. Mysterio. Doctor Octopus, um, Green Goblin. Is it Catwoman? No. Uh, no, no. Black Cat. Black Cat. That every character like that really just like that's how I know like Spider Man. You know in yeah. that series, but also just Peter Parker just being like super handsome. I'm like come on. I mean, <laughs> Peter was gay. I mean, in that, I mean, like, in he that one, gay. In he that dabbled. one, he's very handsome. He but, dabbled in the uh, LGBT community. I'm sorry, but all of the. the I don't know. Just looking at him and the way he like acted in the comics yeah. and the way he act like oh, I secretly like Mary Jane and like he was just like this big nerd mm-hmm. who was kind of like pushed to the side. And usually, I mean, I'm I'm not again, I'm not quoting any statistics or anything. I'm just saying from my upbringing and what I've experienced, usually the gay the queer community and the nerd community usually intersect at some point because I mean, think about it. Just about, not everybody, but just about every, or most LGBT people, LGBT people I know have intersected into the nerd slash geek slash anime slash all of that community. And it's mainly because you were shunned by everything heterosexual or like this idea of what it was to right. be a man. Well, that it's, it's kinda... weird. About, even, even I feel like the way I grew up was that, because I have eight older siblings, so mm. there was really no escape from anything that was straight. So everything was straight. But, like, whenever I found my things, I loved those things. Yeah. So even then, like, the things that this more, like, I guess, quote-unquote masculine uh, anime show that I watch that I still love to this day, I love it because I love it, is Dragon Ball Z. Like, every character that has, was ever on there, Gohan, Krillin, Goku, Vegeta, you know, everyone has, like, a story and, like, something I feel like that I related to or that I, would, I wanted to be like, you know? Everyone had, like... Trunks had purple hair. Like, that's fucking awesome, you know? Oh, my God. Trunks was my favorite character. Not mine, but... He um, was my favorite character when he first came on the scene. When he first came but back in the past? I think they... Future. No, yeah, Future. Yeah, like, when he gets... Like, yes, the Trunks that came from the future. The younger Trunks, you know, I don't know. I didn't like how they... They always kind of came back to Goku and Vegeta, which is why I felt like Gohan fell to the wayside. Because he yeah. was... They were setting him up in the Cell Saga to be... The, the strongest, next, yeah. Like, to be to, like to be the, the next powerful to Goku and Vegeta. And then, like, 
he goes off to go to school and says, I don't want to do this and anymore. And turns into the great Saiyan. And then he comes into the shitty great Saiyan man. I'm sorry, he was not a good... I mean, to humankind, he was a great superhero. Mm-hmm. But to the Dragon Ball Z universe, he was weak. I mean, yeah, weak. E- easily weak, but... Yeah, so, but, but, but no, I just, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I do, I agree with what you're saying about Dragon Ball Z. It, it had a very good, like, well-rounded cast. And Goku was a nice man. Like, he was a nice guy. He wasn't, he liked everyone. He was, like, a little slow, but, like, that's what we liked about him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't really know what was going on. Super, I guess, I would say country, you know? Like, yeah. he, he didn't did, take anything he, serious he didn't but take fighting. anything serious except for fighting. But even then, it wasn't, like, it didn't come from a bad place. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to be stronger, and if you're gonna mess up with my, you know, Earth, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. kick your ass. Yeah. But yeah, every other character in Dragon Ball Z sucked other than. I mean, I'm not talking about current Dragon Ball Super. I'm talking about like Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, like Goku. Was and even then, like the the animation styles that these Japanese creators like made for the characters, like with the crazy white mohawks on Kai, or like the earrings that would, you know. You can trans, you can fuse with someone, or you know, it was just, people had green skin and blue skin, and you yeah. know, it was so cool. You know, it's just it was once again that world of fantasy where you could tend, essentially be anyone. Oh my god! And how about like back in the day when they used to make like Goku took like twenty episodes to go Super Saiyan. Yeah, like Krillin died, and then from that moment on, he's just standing there, just like yeah, fighting talking, free, yeah. <laughs> you know. And like, but anyway, yeah, Dragon Ball Z is, is it was a great series that I enjoyed. Me and my brothers watched it every Saturday when yeah. it came on Toonami. Toonami. Yeah. And that little robot man went through so many transformations. It was cool. The robot guy was cool, though. He was. I forgot his name. I don't know his name. Was it Tom? I don't know. I can't remember. We'll look it up later. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. But yeah, I mean, anime, Dragon Ball Z... Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Sora Squall. From Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, all of those things. Like, I guess this just turned into like a video game slash like movies, anime, anything related. I guess this is just another side of us. It's just kind of like, hey, we, those things help build us yeah. who we are. But we don't get lost in And we're not just thing. Drag Race, yes, mama. Thank <laughs> God. No, we actually haven't even talked about Drag Race. We haven't like, talked we, about Drag Race. We watch it. We will. We, yeah, we watch it every Friday and it's another aspect of our who we are and our personality but I feel like these things are for sure like this was before we knew that there was a world that oh you know there there's people you know who will show every side of their queerness that you know yeah I agree but I mean at the end of the day I think that we are who we are history past present whether you're trying to figure out who you are yeah. whether you're trying to whether that's through anime video games whether it's through expression of doing your own thing i mean be you just as long as no one else is hurting you or you're not hurting anyone or you're hurting yeah. anyone else yeah. like just anyone else just express yourself and be who you are no one no one really and i think that's my philosophy on life, yeah you know but thank you guys for coming into another podcast yeah, absolutely. It was fun to have this conversation. So, later and uh, happy Thanksgiving. See y'all later. <laughs>